Blog Talk Radio. Hello, world, especially the frightful ones. Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Folks Radio Fright Talk. And we're here with the Fright Talk guys. This is Billy B.J. Jones. And on my other side here is my brother. Nadine Taps. And we're the Fright Talk guys. And we're here to talk to you live on December 2nd, 2021, for this special segment of, of, of Fright Talk titled Holiday Horror Films Review. Even Christmas has its share of fright. From the Krampus legend to slasher murderers, viewers can enjoy a menu of delightfully scary films. So we're glad you're here tonight to join us as we discuss memorable and perhaps some upcoming holiday horror films as well. If anytime you want to speak to us during this live podcast, you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. Or you can inbox us during the live podcast at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or frighttalkguys at gmail.com or on our Fright Talk Guys on Instagram. You can check us out on IG or hit Nadeem up. He's also available there too at N-T-A-B-S-C-H. Nadeem, greetings. Seasons, greetings. How are you, brother? <laughs> I am great, Billy. I am great. I'm always excited when we have a new show, and this topic is fantastic. You know, last year we did one similar where we we focused on Krampus specifically um, and that whole series, and today we're going to kind of uh, encase all those Christmas or holiday horror movies, and, you know, there's we, we're going to find a happy balance between the, the few, right? And we know that there's actually quite a bit when you start thinking of it and you start categorizing, well, is this movie horror? Is this one horror? And then hopefully we can make some great recommendations to our Fright Squad of things to, for them to watch that they haven't watched. And we know a lot of people go on their, their holiday breaks and maybe they're taking long flights or something like that. And they may want to download some of these suggestions and watch them on their way. And, and we're hoping we could bring some of that to you and share in the holiday spirit, but with the horror twist. Mm, I love that. I love it. And folks, we thank you for hitting us up on our social media you know, whether it be DM or our comments, we're going to try to read some of your comments as well that you shared. And thank you for that continued support because we have some exciting things coming in 2022. Stay tuned. But tonight I have to tell you, we, we I've seen since our last episode, Nadim, I've seen some of the movies like The Krampus, you know, your favorite right. version. <laughs> right. Nadim oh, had the a lot to say, one? folks. Uh, I've seen, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Nadim had a lot to say. You got to go check out December 20, 20, 2020 episode. He had a lot to say about the Krampus episode. There was one in particular. I don't want to spoil it, but I will tell you this. Of all the horror films, if I were a iGeneration member born between 1995 and 2012, I think Krampus would appeal to us more. But then I'd be remiss if I didn't think of even some of the cartoons we saw back in the day. You look at the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah. 
even though right. it wasn't horror, but it was very campy fun. It was definitely family oriented, but it was a nice taste to introduce a younger audience to sometimes, well, not all things may be nice during Christmas time, but we do have some interesting movies to ex- consider. My favorite personally is Krampus. Not this because, not because the movie was amazing, honestly, but more so, you know, just the fact that it was another character or entity introduced into the line of antagonists that define horror. It was nice to have that perspective, and it, it works. But there are some others that I've seen that were quite interesting that I'm sure you will agree, that are other characters that didn't even think would exist, and then when they became, I, I was can't wait to, for us to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Billy, my favorite, believe it or not, and I, I know some people will be like, really, Nadim, really? To me, A Christmas Carol is a horror story. It's a horror story. It's a horror movie. This is an individual visited by, what's he visited by? Three, Three ghosts. ghosts. That's yep. right. And the last ghost, the one of Christmas uh, future, is not very kind. And so I always see it as, to me, yeah, it may have a happy ending, but there's a horror story there, folks. Don't let that, don't let that go disguised with all the, the joy that happens towards the end of the book or the films rather. But there, throughout the entire uh, films, if you're watching this different version of The Christmas Carol, there's a creepy element to it. You're it's visited by three ghosts. So to me, that's definitely what I would consider a holiday horror movie. And that's probably why I enjoy it so much. Love that story. I've read the original by Charles Dickens. It's a, a lot of, Char, everything that Charles Dickens has written it's definitely representing his Victorian time. There was a right. strong, um, you know, divide of the of the class, you know, the, the caste yeah. system, yeah. the haves and the have-nots. There's always these moral stories or tales that are told underneath. But you're absolutely right to re to celebrate the understanding. Like Ebenezer Scrooge is not like my favorite. He myself, we don't even after the story's over, I don't find myself liking him. But I'm, I think as a child, I was very fascinated by those three ghosts for some reason. Correct, especially yeah. that ghost of the future. Even when Disney did it, do you remember when Disney took the classic yes. and made yes. it a classic Christmas Carol? And I forgot yes. who was it Goofy or Daffy who played Ebenezer? Is one of the two. It was yeah. uh, played Ebenezer. Uh, well, uh, Scrooge McDuck played yes. Scrooge uh, McDuck, Ebenezer right. Scrooge. One of the ghosts was um, Goofy. I, I don't remember the other ghosts. Yeah, one was. Um, I think the Ghost yeah. of Future was actually Mickey. I think. You know, it, I think I could, I could be wrong, but I remember wanting to see that so much because I'm like, oh, this is creepy and I like it. Right. You're absolutely right. It definitely does represent, it truly does represent horror in its own way. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you on the Krampus as far as there's there's definitely an originality to it. Yeah, it is. And, and, and most certainly, I, I agree with you, if growing up in a different generation, I see the draw to it. Right, I see, because it's something unexpected. You know, with Christmas and, and, and the holiday time, we always associate, and I've mentioned this before, we always associate it with something pure, something uh, joyous. And so when people, when you, when you create a movie or a story that's dark during a time when things are supposed to be right. bright and happy mm-hmm. and pure, it's really going against the grain. And a lot of people are not receptive to that. Um, even though you could tell an amazing story, some people will, you will still not find it as appealing or may find it a little bit more taboo 
simply because it's tackling a time of the year when people are supposed to be more festive. Thank you for saying that. Because then you, you just helped me think, you just made me realize something. When we posted for this, and I saw this on my IG, the comments were much fewer. But then yeah. when I post during Halloween, it's like I couldn't shut people up. And it's yeah. so funny because it seems like even during Halloween, even those who may not like horror, they're more likely to you know, tune in or at least comment because of the fact that they're being influenced by the season, right? And for those of you who are listening, you know, we horror, love, horror lovers and, and, and scare lovers, we celebrate this year round. And so I, we appreciate the fact that we have some directors who understand that. I always wonder, though, and tell me what you think about this, Nadine. I always wonder that even because it's Christmas or the, the time of year, I always wonder if they could go, how much further do they really want to go without turning people off because of what you just said? The right. fact that it is a happy time of year. Why are we doing this? If you're doing thinking negative and bad things happen, well, folks, bad things do happen. Accidents and right. deaths are still occurring <laughs> during the right. holidays. People are alone or are homeless. You know, there's yeah. food, there food insecurity. So there are, there are real horrors happening. I guess what those who are celebrating in their warm homes don't get, they don't get that exposure to it. Yeah, and that's an excellent point, Billy, especially during the holidays. You know, I know that sometimes people should be more giving uh, during the holidays, you know. I think that goes for everybody, myself included. Um, but, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's the horror that we see, right, the fictional stuff, and then there's the actual horror that people live on a daily hmm. basis, as you mentioned. And so it's difficult because it is supposed to be a time of the year where you're joyous and reuniting and so on and so forth. But for a lot of people, they don't have that. So, yeah, there, there is definitely a, a darker side. And the question is, when somebody is writing a story or developing a film or even a show and they're trying to encompass that, I feel like their job is so much harder. Because not only are you trying to sell the fact that you want to make this creepy or scary, mm-hmm. but you're mm-hmm. also trying to sell the fact that you want to make something creepy or scary in a time where people aren't expecting creep or scary. People, there's a lot of individuals, and you and I know this, Billy, there's a lot of individuals out there that they are horror fans only for the month of October. Right. Okay? Um, so once October is done, then, you know, horror for them is done. But then there's people that all year round, like yourself and I, we're, we're horror enthusiasts. And so for us, that, that doesn't really change. But for a lot of people, they want their Christmas time to stay Christmas, and they want their mm-hmm. Halloween time to stay Halloween, and they don't want to see the merger of the two. Does, but then we have movies, Nadine, like Chucky. Isn't Chucky a gift during Christmas, or is it a birthday? Do you remember? Was yeah, it Christmas well, or a birthday where that kid gets get that, that, that doll? I don't recall. Because, see, I've been watching the show lately, so the show Oh, so you didn't see, ah, got the it. The show is from the garage sale, because now, uh, from a garage sale, I believe, so now I'm, I'm trying to think of the movie. I can't yeah, recall. There was a gift. There was, I think this mom was a single mom. Right. She brought the, 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 the dog, the good buddy home, the good guy home. It was in a box. I, I'm almost certain it was Christmas, folks. You can comment or call in if, it, if otherwise. But the point is this. It started very subtly as a gift. Whether it was Christmas or a birthday, it was a gift, right? It yeah. started as a subtle thing, and then all of a sudden it just took over. I could think of the Gremlins was similar in that regard, too, I believe, where yeah. there was a – I think there was a gift. Billy got it, it as a, a gift. gift. He was right. It was right. So it, yeah. it was during the holiday time, right? And you mentioned something before the show that I think people need to recognize, and that is this. 
even movies that are happen during winter. You know, it, it's like I can think of one right off the top of my head, the the thing. The thing, yeah. Absolutely. That was in winter, and then thirty days. Was it twenty eight days? Thirty later, days or, of night. You know what the one? Thirty days. You did, the, yeah. That was the one in Alaska. I, the one that was in Alaska, which I thought was a great film, by the way. Yeah, it was um, fantastic. These movies that really play on that, we. I guess the reason why I'm thinking is because perhaps their release dates were around holiday time too, because they were cold climates and things like that. Right. I, I'm almost certain that might've been a case in a couple, not all the ones we just mentioned, but point here being is this: the, the idea of nature, when nature is unkind, you know, it, things don't grow. It is cold. It's a great recipe for horror. Yes. It even is. in the dead of winter. Absolutely. Wasn't it snowing in the shiny? Yes, they went to the fort. They went to the um the lodge. They were the right. inn- he was the innkeeper to take take care of the lodge. Absolutely, yeah. it was a, and they they all, they got snowed in. That was that was an amazing right. yeah. Right. There was another example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know the, the, we were talking about this before the show that you know a lot of people may say to themselves, well, is there really that many Christmas horror movies? Well, mm-hmm. there's several. Um, it's not like there's a plethora, but there's several Christmas ho- uh, horror movies. But also, there is a ton of movies, horror movies that take place in the winter, not necessarily on Christmas, but in winter time. And I think that when you have that that heavy snow and the idea that people may have to stay in their homes or people can't see when they're driving and you know things happen and stuff like that, I think it all adds to an element of mystery that a lot of horror movies actually need and, and benefit from. And Dean, what if what if Home Alone from Macaulay Culkin was recast and rethemed so that he was home alone, the parents left, these guys are breaking in, but the kid was like Damon, Damien from from the Omen. Oh my had God, these abilities to do stuff. Now that would be super cool because we know it was a comedy. It wasn't a scary movie, but it is scary right. for any parent to leave their kid and it is possible, you know, you get everything packed up and you have a gaggle of kids burning behind you. You could easily leave, lose one if you're not watching after them. But I yeah. think that that would be a nice difference play on it, that this yeah. kid could, you, you know what I mean? So perhaps, folks, you're out there listening or you're looking for some great creative stuff. You could say the Fright Guys told you, you got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Billy, I saw that the other day and I did not watch it because, no, uh, they redid Home Alone. There's a Home Alone movie released on Disney Plus, and um, I don't know. I I I'm not sure what the I'm not sure. I I don't know if it's the same. It sounded like the it sounded like a remake. I'll put it that way. Mm. But yeah, it Dean, sounded like a remake. So that's that's. I'm glad you mentioned that, and you just made me think of something else. The last the t- season ten first half of American Horror Story wasn't it in the winter, and it was it was also the fall time. With the vampire right, whole thing, right, right, right. so there yeah, is another yeah. example where you have this whole idea, the subtlety of of holiday, the holiday as a backdrop to all this these un these uncanny things going on. So it's it's pretty neat to see that play out, especially for those of us who live in where where it's very tropical all the time. <laughs> and so it's nice to see these things that yes, this could happen. You know, these things could occur. This is awesome. And though in the in the remember that in the um. American Horror Story, there was American Horror Story this season and American Horror Stories, where it was individual right. episodes. One of those individual episodes was about a mall Santa. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. I haven't seen yes. that. Okay, that's yes. super cool. 
Yeah. That's really cool. Hmm. And yeah. folks, we're already a quarter of, of the hour in to our Fright Talk Live podcast. If you want to call in, you have a few options, such as the number 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. And we're checking our inboxes. We're waiting for you. Our comments are everyday folks, our inbox email addresses, rather, are everyday folks who listen at gmail.com, frighttalkguys at gmail.com, in tabs on Instagram, or frighttalkguys on Instagram. Hit us up. Now, Billy, we do have quite a few questions from the Fright Squad that have come in, so we should start tackling these. A lot of great questions that I'm seeing here. So we're going to go ahead and start getting to some of these because I think that um, you know how it is. A lot of these kind of spawn off into other discussions, and we have some great some great things that um, I'm looking at yep. these questions. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Let's do it. I have it. a question for you here from Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Maxwell said, I remember when my in-laws stayed for Christmas 10 years ago. Horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they were loud, messy, and just obnoxious. Wow, Maxwell, don't hold back. I hope that's not your real name. I hope you changed it up a little bit for the show. I had my own real-life horror holiday thanks to my wife. Do you guys remember any horror holidays that you may have had? Wow, Maxwell. First of all, kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you for putting it out there and venting. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, Billy, I'll let you share a holiday horror story if you have one. And you know, I I I I don't. I honestly do not have one. And you know what? That's not true. I guess if there was one horror story I could share this on air was when our family. It was a good eleven years ago. Right before winter break, a friend of ours was arrested for a really heinous crime in thirty accounts of this of this thirty counts of this crime, and it was very crushing. And then when you turn on the news, every few minutes you saw the person's face on every channel. Your text messages is go, are going off. Your phone's going crazy. People wanted to know, hey, did you know? Did you know? Did you hear? Did you look? It just permeated the entire winter holiday. It was just awful. And so if there is one horror story that was where I was the star, even though, of course, I had nothing to do with the circumstance, but just because you know right. people, you know how, how that works, it just becomes unpleasant, and it just, it just, it just permeates the, the entire holiday season. And it was lousy. Yeah, so that definitely was my horror was that moment. I'll never forget it. Got you. So I have one. Um, years ago, we would go to a family member's house mm-hmm. and they would always bamboozle somebody into dressing as Santa for the younger kids that, that mm-hmm. would show up. And, uh, one year they're like, Oh, come on, dress as Santa. And I'm like, no, I'm not saving it. No, no, no. Come on, dress as Santa. So I said, all right, fine. I'll dress as Santa. They said, listen, we have the costume here. You don't have to do anything. Just wear the costume. We're going to give you a bag with the toys. Just go and it has their names on it. Just read out the names and give it out. I said, okay, no problem. So I put on the Santa suit, the pants over, the Santa pants over my pants. I put on the, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing. They give me the bag. I go around the side of the house. I start with the ho, ho, ho. My pants start falling down. The Santa's pants start falling down. So I have to start picking up with one hand I'm holding the bag against. The other hand I'm holding Santa's pants up. Finally, I sit somewhere. And you have all these adults around me saying, say ho, ho, ho. And I'm like, all right. Ho, ho, ho. And they're like, no, no, keep saying. I'm like, leave me alone. Let me give these gifts to the kids. 
So they hand me, I sit down and they hand me a baby. I don't know whose baby. They hand me a baby. So I'm just holding a baby. Baby grabs my beard and starts the Santa beard and starts pulling it down. And they're like, oh, turn the baby around to face us. And I said, well, I can't. If I do that, Santa's beard is going to come off. So, you know, I, I distribute the gifts. Um, you know, I, I didn't take off none of my bracelets or my watches. So I think some of the kids were suspicious. I get up to leave. The Santa's pants fall down again. I just know that that Santa that I played that year traumatized many student, many kids. And if I told that story to my students today, it would traumatize them too. <laughs> that was a horror story for me. That is funny. That and for other people. Funny. And, 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 and for the record, folks, NT has not been Santa since. <laughs> I have not. And that was many, many years ago. You know, it's funny. I salute you for that because a lot of folks do Santa, you know, stand-ups. I think I'd be like a grumpy Santa for some reason. Like, I'd be so grumpy. Like, I don't know what, you know, I, I salute guys who do it. I just, that's so awesome. It was so, like, meaningful for others, you know, to do that. But kudos to you. Well, let's be like, here, Billy. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I, I wanted to be generous. I was more like I was being harassed to do it, so I gave in. But, yeah, okay. Been I'll, I'll take the cost. Yeah, I could have been an elf. If the costume would have fit, I would have been an elf. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I got one for you. Oh, listen, that's from Paul. I love A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. I put it at the top of the holiday horror list. Good job, Paul. What do you think, Nadine? What do you, you like A Nightmare Before Christmas? So let me be honest. I, when I, I saw Nightmare Before Christmas when it first came out. Okay. I saw it on DVD or, or I would assume it's DVD. I can't remember. Yeah, it should be DVD. I saw it on DVD. I fell asleep halfway through the first night. <laughs> The second time I went to give it a second chance, the same thing happened. So I was like, I put it down, and I never watched it again for years. And then eventually, several years ago, I decided, let me pick it back up and give it another chance. And I watched it through and through, and I enjoyed it. There's always a Tim Burton flair to the movies. When you see a Tim Burton movie, right. it is clearly right. a Tim Burton movie. True. There's it's a certain, so true. It is. There's certain, I mean, that, The Corpse Bride. There is certain... Um, even Beetlejuice, there are certain color tones and, you know, stuff that goes with. I enjoyed the idea of A Nightmare Before Christmas. I thought it was a, a great idea. I know that the music was done by Danny Elfman from uh, Oingo Boingo. Mm. And so I really had an appreciation for it, but just not the first time I saw it. Once I saw it through, um, I did garner a big appreciation for it. And I can see why so many people, because it is a pop culture icon right now. What do you think of it, Billy, when you saw it? I liked it. I did. And like you said, you see a Tim Burton movie, you know what you're in for. I just yeah. feel like I'm transported to another world when I'm watching those movies. It's so cool. I will yeah. tell you this, though. I'm on Instagram and, and following this, this um, I forgot her name, and I wish I could do it because I could give her props now on the show. But there is this other um, influencer who is, she pretty much finds people's houses. She gets pictures from people's houses who, who they send to her and they put up like their holiday Christmas, like their dark or Gothic Christmas, their dark or Gothic Valentine's day. Okay. And they decorate their houses in the theme, the Gothic theme. I saw a Christmas tree that was entirely um, a, like a nightmare before Christmas. It had all of the characters on it. It was black, silver and green and purple. It was stunningly beautiful, stunningly dark. And it was a great tribute to the film. And so 
this season is, I think what's cool about it is that Tim Burton did a great thing there, and that is keep horror alive by taking away some of the other joyful colors of the season and bringing in other tones of colors that represent the icons of the film itself. And those are now being celebrated. So it's pretty cool to see that happening. People are celebrating. And it's also one of those card, those movies that you can watch during the, during this holiday season or outside of it and still get the fun out of it. Yes. It's pretty yes, cool. Right. Good job, Paul. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. We like it. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate it. All right. Have one here for you from Linda. All right, Linda. Linda says, the Santa Claus legend is creepy in itself. This man enters your house and brings you gifts, yet eats your food if you leave it for him. Right, guys, I hope I haven't spoiled the holidays for you. Uh, Linda, not at all. I'm kind of with you on this, Linda. Billy, what do you think about this older gentleman that breaks into your house at night and leaves traces that he was there? Let's clearly, he's not coming to Nadine. Clearly, he is not coming to Miami, okay? Because he already know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> no chimneys up and down here. Uh, no close. chimneys. And if he did come in, uh, this is Miami. People are not yeah. playing down here, okay? They know That's how to right. represent themselves. But yeah. I will say this, though. As a child, I would... My family did some extreme things to help me to reinforce it. I think it's great to give children fantasies and, and memories to help them in, appreciate. It, 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 it just makes it memorable. And I appreciate my family have, having gone that extra mile, telling us to go to sleep early. You remember how you had go to sleep on Christmas Eve for us? Yeah. It was Christmas Eve for you probably the day before. You know, you know, Santa has to bring your stuff. I couldn't sleep. I was anxious. I didn't know what was going right. to happen the next day. And then one time I accidentally woke up and saw Santa at work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get back in that room. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. the the thought itself of someone like, I've, you're told not to talk to strangers and all these things, but just a door a, a, door a few feet away is this man in your house. <laughs> leaving you gifts. Because he's leaving you gifts. He's loud. It's hilarious. So yeah. And he's not so skinny. So it's like it's, it's, it's right. so he represents he represents all these things. I think Linda is hilarious. We also have to recognize the origin of Santa Claus, you know, you know, or Saint Nick as well. We talked about that a year ago, but the point here is this: Santa is this person who has this magical ability to be wherever he wants with that one sleigh and those eight reindeer. Now go figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I. So I completely get what Linda is saying. You yeah. have just, uh, as an adult, you say there's a strange man coming into your home in the middle of the night, and if you don't leave him cookies or milk, he's going to leave you rocks in your stockings. <laughs> I mean, essentially, <laughs> he actually sounds kind of awful. But, um, yeah, the whole legend of, you know, leaving something behind. And, yes, I, I agree that, you know, props to all the parents out there that go the extra mile to, to really make it special, um, those that can for their their kids on on Christmas and they, and they go the whole nine yards. I have a similar story to yours, Billy, whereas I caught Santa dragging in a bag from Toys R Us. Uh, and there was no red velvet sack. It was like, oh, Santa left this in the store for us. So, I mean, the lies, the deceit that's tied into it is just amazing, to be honest with you. But yes, Linda, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. But you did not ruin the holidays for us. Thank you for your question. I love that comment. Folks, we're coming up to the half hour to the show. You can still call in to us at 347 
347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. You can inbox us at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com and frighttalkguys at gmail.com or on frighttalkguys on Instagram. Check it out on on N-T-A-B-S-C-H. And the D, we got to bring it home for the next question because this one is going to be very good. I think you'll like this question. Carol asks, what do you guys make of the holiday horror film titles? Some are hilarious. True. I think of Silent Night. You remember Silent Night, the horror movie? Yes, with the, the standard with the axe. Silent Night was, was one. I mean Krampus. You know, Krampus in itself is funny. Krampus sounds like something that happens to your ankle after an injury, you know? There's one um there is one called Black Christmas. Black there's Christmas, a, yeah. Black Christmas is one. Uh, uh there was another one. Let me think. I'm trying to think of the ones that come off the top of my the gingerbread man. The ginger- was another Jack Genesis. Frost, I think. I saw Jack Frost. Jack too. Frost, yeah. Jack Frost. It, 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 yeah, the names themselves, because they are holiday-oriented, I think they need to be what they are, Carol, because it's the holiday. And I think that's why horror films in Christmas, I mean, these are not legendary films, but they're fun because it's a legendary holiday. And we, just like how I love to watch in Halloween, we like to watch Trick or Treat, right, with Sam and all that. I kind of feel like I'm I'm I need to see my little fix of a couple of these horror films as well, and one in particular that I always immediately turn to is Krampus for some reason. I just like it. I like Krampus and I love The Grinch, and then the I love Lucy inside the great you know it's, it's Merry Christmas Charlie Brown. There's Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know Carol's right about those. Now that I'm thinking, like Jack Frost sounds like the name of an adult entertainer. Like, you know, like, but that's the name of a movie. You know, Carol, I think you're right on this. It, I mean, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, that one's kind of, I like that one, actually. But, yeah, no, I, I get you. Um, Gremlin. Gremlin. Went all through the house. I think that's one, too. Oh, yeah, that's, that was one as well. I think it's a slasher. I remember seeing it a long time, a while ago. Um, yeah, Gremlin. I think the names are super cool, but. You kind of need them to be what they are, Carol, in order for it to kind of resonate with the season. Because if we did this in July, people would be looking at you some kind of way like, what are you doing? Like, why are we doing Krampus in July? That's why true. Why not wait for Christmas? So it kind of works for branding purposes as well and marketing for it to be relevant to the season it serves. I mean, it's no different than you see some of those um, some of the, the, the channels and shows that come out. Like Hallmark has some movies, especially this time of year, that the titles definitely resonate with the season. So it kind of works. Halloween, however, doesn't always do that. Halloween doesn't right. play into that. You know, and Halloween is Halloween. So I think that's kind of interesting, actually, now that you think about it. Wow. So thank you, Carol, for that yeah. question. We appreciate it. I have a question here from Stephen. Stephen says, I recommend that you guys check out the international film Rare Exports. It's pretty cool. If you've yeah. seen it, I'd love your take on the film. I've Ooh. heard of this film, and I know what it's I've about. I've seen but parts I of it online, and I'll, I'll tell yeah. you this. And bootleg. Sorry, folks. I know I'm doing wrong, but I have to share this. It's a. I think it's a, a Finnish. Yes, film. From Finland. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember. So, to me, when I, I'm, what comes to mind, there is this entity or thing. It's kind of like the movie The Thing. Like it has that element, but these people, like it's like actually the children who save the day. I feel like there were some children in the movie that kind of saved the day. 
Uh, again, I've, I haven't seen it fully, Stephen, in parts, but right. from what I've gathered and some of the critics on it, on it, it's it's one of like the highest, one of the most highly recommended horror films for holiday. It's, it, it like beats out all the others that we've already been naming. And so I, I definitely, with your endorsement, would like to check it out. I think it's always yeah. super cool that we get an international perspective on some of these films and, and, and topics. And yes, we are in America and we don't want to promote cultural imperialism, but we also recognize so much of the American influence on film has spawned what we now enjoy worldwide. So definitely we'll check it out fully this season, Stephen, and and hopefully get back to you. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen, I I have heard of the movie and I know what it's about. I know it's about a boy that goes into a mountain and finds like a sarcophagus of Santa and Santa is essentially that's what it is. And That's so right. I do know I do know the premise of it, but I haven't gotten around to seeing it. But it is on my list, my very long list of things to watch. But thank you, Stephen, for the recommendation. I will tell you this, Stephen, without having seen the film, just knowing what it's about, to me, I think is very, very original. Was, there's some the man running around. Yeah. This is like some man to run around naked. I don't know. Like I remember this what? part. There was some naked well, man in this. It. I didn't see the film. Yeah, there's some things that when I, I've seen some of the clips, Stephen, there's this man, the man that you just talked about, who's running around. There's some crazy guy who he's found with these dead reindeers. That's another thing. So these reindeer are dead with, you know, these, he's found with these reindeer. It, it, it has all this cool spin that brings forth some questions. Definitely, Stephen, you got me thinking. I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna, I definitely am going to add that one to the list. Nadine, Steffi wants to know, I'd like to hear your take on different possibilities, possibilities future horror films can have. Like, I guess holiday horror films, I would say. Holiday horror films, thinking. right. Yeah, so, you know, we, we started at it earlier, but, but what do you think if we were to try to remix some of the classes, bring something different, because it's about timing. If you're going to release a horror film in the holiday, it has to be released during the holiday, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of timing and marketing. Um, so what would yeah. you what, what do you think, Nadine? What are some unique perspectives you think we could that could be brought to a holiday horror film that hasn't been done already? That hasn't been done already. I would love to to see a, a holiday film that focuses on Mrs. Claus, perhaps her being evil, and, and maybe even a witch that has entranced the elves and Santa to work for her, and maybe with every toy that's delivered, you know. Uh, something is taken. I, I don't know. Just something to that effect. I, I just want to see something revolving Mrs. Claus. I think that would be fun because you know they, they've done the the Frosty the Snowman, they've or the Snowman, the Santa of course, and they've done elf movies. They've even done reindeer movies. So mm-hmm. I would love to see something with Mrs. Claus where she is more of like a. Uh, I'm not going to say devious, but I think it'd be great to make uh, Mrs. Claus a witch. I think that would be fantastic. And also maybe something with presents, maybe a possessed present or something to that effect I think would be cool um, as well. What about you? Mm. <clears throat> I like the one we said earlier. I love that recommendation. I love the idea of doing what we said earlier. Take it home alone. Let's recast it. Let's flip it a bit. The boy gets left. He ends up, but he has some extraordinary power and these thieves run up in the wrong house. And he gives them a show and a remembrance that doesn't have a happy ending for them. 
So it makes us root for the anti-hero, right? And he could be some little spawn of Satan, who knows? That would be a super cool twist, I think, that would bring. Um, also, too, I always wonder if, 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 if holiday horror would allow some psychological thrillers and psychological horror to play more into it. Because it's easy just to put some monster in an entity. It's another right. thing to play into the psyche of someone and, and see yeah. where that goes. You know, like the movie Get Out, but let's remix it a bit. You know, I'm using that as a as a retro as a as a as a backdrop. The f- concept of Get Out in the holiday, right? Uh, right. So that would be ideal. Like just trying on some new tropes or um, introducing some or trying some of the classic tropes and reintroducing them in the holiday horror film genre. That would be really cool. I also think that it, like we said earlier, it's about timing. You know, these yeah. movies cost a lot, and if you don't do it right, it may be not be for another two years before that movie comes out, or three, because we, you didn't hit the mark on what was the timing of the year, and somebody else already grabbed it, and then it's made for DVD, you know? Right, true, true. I have a question here for you from Drew, and it kind of mm-hmm. plays to the last statement you, you made. Drew says, it seems like most of the holiday horror films feature a monster or a killer bad guy. Why do you think that is? Hmm. That's a good question. It's a really good question. You got gingerbread men. You got angry Santas. My angry snowman. Man, keyword. Um, or slashers. Because men are crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, this was interesting. That's a really good question, actually. What do you think, Nadim? I'm stuck no, on that one. I mean, you're right, Drew, but... It's not going to be like a haunted tree that like strangles somebody like, you know what I mean? Like a severe allergic reaction to a tree. Like, I mean, we have to be realistic. I think that we like it realistic in the scope of what we expect from horror film. I think that we like seeing um, our horror films and knowing we have a clear cut. This is the villain or this is the villainous entity. And this is the good. And these are the good the good person and the good one. So we see horror movies and a lot of time we just, our brain automatically calibrates them to good and bad or good versus evil. And so the, the difference is that um, I think a lot of films are made this way, Drew, uh, to have a specific monster or killer bad guy, because I think it draws a clear line for people. of This is the bad guy and this is the good guy, or this is the bad person or bad entity. And this is a good person, good entity. I feel that people, People enjoy a sense of familiarity, and they've seen that before, and they know that. And so if you're going to make a holiday movie that already kind of goes against the grain with what we spoke about earlier with the Christmas and the darkness to it, the the pureness of Christmas and the darkness, you do want to give your audience something familiar that they could attach themselves to so that they're invested as they watch the film. Mm, That's a great point. I didn't even think of all that. But Drew had me stumped, and I, I just thought about it. I guess I was so enraptured by the fact, yeah, there are a lot of dudes killing people. <laughs> like, there's really only two, like, categories, but then again, it is the holiday. What could go wrong? <laughs> right. And so the the ones that have the murderers, though, I will say they follow the typical final girl trope. Slasher, there's some crazy person running around, usually some teenagers who are sex-hungry, et cetera, et cetera. And so there is all this, or, and there's that innocent one who the entity really wants or the thing or the person really wants to get to. So I think that it just also works well to play into those tropes because people already get a little offended by the idea of you doing this during my Christmas. 
but also why not? And so I think it just plays in and helps introduce it in a more subtle way to give others an opportunity to consider it. Right. Makes sense. Drew, thank you. The Dean Harold says, I like this episode's topic. Have any of you guys seen the Creep Show holiday film released last year? It was so good. So I've seen the, the new Creep, well, the originals, of course, and I've seen the new Creep Show, but I have not. Have I seen the holiday film? I don't I th- think I have. The one last. Oh, oh, oh. I've seen the. Oh, you know what? Maybe I have. This came out. The, it, he might be talking about the one that came out between season one and season two of Creep Show, of the new remake of Creep Show, where they did one yes. season. Yeah. There was a pause yeah, yeah, yeah. Second. I think there's right. a film in between. I think that's the film Harold's talking about. That's the one. Yes, that's the one when Santa is the big Santa, and then all the people are like these misfit supernatural being things that can change. And they're it's kind of funny, but Santa is like this eight, ten feet foot Santa who's pretty much there to destroy all these mutants in the world. <laughs> and they are going to take out Santa. I don't want to spoil it for others. I now remember that was a good movie. Oh, it was so good. It was good 45 minutes of fun. And because at first it was almost funny, like there was this help group, support group for these these mutants. And they kept saying, by midnight, we're going to change. We're going to change. And there was this one woman, she was African-American, and she kept saying, I'm an animal too. And they kept looking at her like, we just let her in, but she really can't be anything. And the funny thing about it is that she ends up being so central to the success of the ending that it's, so funny. It, it's, yeah. it, it is a star. There is a major guy. I want to say there's a wrestler who's in it too. Who's something. I can't recall his name, but there is some big muscle guy in there um, who also is one, who, who's in the support group who wouldn't talk, who didn't want to talk and they'd like let him be in his own little corner until Santa right. came out to do his thing, you know. It was really cool. And Santa, let me tell you something. He had Krampus. Let me tell you something. This Santa... I want to see that Santa from Creepshow take on Krampus. That Santa was bad, okay? And he was only to kill the other mutant things. He didn't want to hurt humans. He was to kill the other mutants. You should have seen the way it looked. It was stunning. That was a badass Santa. Good job. (laughs) There's a movie of Krampus versus Santa. I've seen that, but this Santa had nothing on that Santa in that movie. I, yeah. yeah, I saw the cover of that. I, I've not seen it, but I saw the cover of it. And I see Santa like holding something, like right. about ready to throw a blow, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a toy or a train or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I have one here for you from Denver, Billy. Denver says Jack Frost. Oh yeah, is hilarious. But then again, snowmen are already creepy by nature. True. Think snow women are any better? <laughs> Seriously, what's your take on the movie? laughing because it was meh. It was like, first of all, Snowman, they can't really move, but then this one does. It was so terrible. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. That carrot scene in the bathtub <laughs> is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen in a horror movie ever. That carrot scene, I mean, I remember the movie because the carrot scene, it wasn't like you know you're not going to see cinema classic, you know, but I don't know, Billy. It was interesting for the time. It was different for the time. I don't know. I In a funny way, it was like bad, but in a funny way. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> see, folks, 
see, just when you all think the demon is so so nice, see what he does. He does it. It's so funny because now you got me thinking about that was that was awful. So. <laughs> oh gosh, we're losing it. Hey Denver, sorry Denver. I'm sure you're thinking you thinking the same thing we're thinking. And the snow woman, really? I mean, how can you even distinguish the difference? <laughs> <laughs> One won't have a carrot, I would assume. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh God! That's funny. Thank you, That's Denver, funny. for that. We appreciate it. Oh, Denver, 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 and folks, <laughs> we're 15 minutes left on this awesome episode, <laughs> and we're gonna try to get to. We don't. Want to, we'll get to some of their questions, you know, some of the social media comments. But just want to remind everyone: if you want to get in your last minute comments, you still got some time. The phone number is three four seven five three nine five three seven two. Again, that's three four seven five three nine five three seven two. Or inbox us on everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or frighttalkguys at gmail.com or hitting the DM up on N-T-A-B-S-C-H, Instagram that is, or frighttalkguys also on Instagram. So Nadim, I'm going to spitfire some things. This has always been one of our little things. I love to see Nadim's comments to each of the things that people say on our right. social media. So we posted a social media question this week and we asked, what name a memorable holiday horror film or share a scary holiday story? So I want to hear your reaction to each of these comments. This first one is from Rita Fernandez. Rita says, Black Christmas 2019. Okay, Black Christmas was interesting. Not great, but not terrible. It was interesting. Not bad at all. All right, so he gives that. See, the demon's being nice. He's being nice tonight, folks. He gives that not so bad. All right. Madeline says, can't wait. I'm not sure if that's a movie or can't wait. I think wait. it's a movie. Okay. Or Matt is just very excited for the holidays. But <laughs> I, think, I think it's a movie. <laughs> all right, here you go. Carlos wrote to all a good night. Okay, so I, I have heard of this movie, but I haven't seen it. I do know that it's uh, the, yes, I, I do know that it's a horror movie, but I have not seen it. I think it's a slasher, right? I think that's one of the slasher. I haven't slasher seen it either. Too. I like yeah. the title because it comes it comes from a classic Christmas Carol. I, I oh no, no, not Christmas Carol. When Santa night. says it, in um, the night before Christmas, Merry Happy Christmas to all and to all a good right. night. That's what he night. says. Right. Yeah. Okay, Carl, we like that. All right, here comes another one. Dex, Krampus, of course. Depends on the movie because there's a lot of Krampus movies and some of them are trash. Folks, you got to go look at this in December 2020. <laughs> the dean went in on Krampus. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'll never forget it. He did not spare any regard, okay? So Cindy says, I need to watch some, but I don't like my Christmas ruined with something scary. Ah, you see? Okay, so that's a comment that actually kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, Billy, that, you know, some people don't like their holidays mixed. You know, some people want to keep, like, the Halloween scary with the scary and the Christmas with the Christmas. So I think Cindy's take is a take that a lot of people have, actually, um, mm. of wanting the holidays separate. So that, that I, I mean, I understand, like, I understand her point. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, folks, we thank you for sending those comments. And even long after the episode has ended, and this is, of course, most of you are listening after the, 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 the fact to our live podcast. But still send in your comments because we appreciate those and we'll try to read them on air as best we can and, and get back to you. So thank you for your support. Billy, I have a question here from Tina. Tina says, 
The Gingerbread Man was a joke. Oh, have you guys seen it? I'll tell you what. Well, let me let Billy answer. <laughs> Go ahead, Billy. Have you seen The Gingerbread Man? Awful. Awful with a capital A, and I want to put an exclamation point at the end, okay? First of all, you have to – while you're sitting there, Nadim, I want you to Google this thing, okay? I want you to Google Gingerbread. Right, I think it came out in 2005. I think it came out in 2005. Okay. I'm going to do this it live is with you over there. Awful. It's <laughs> okay, so let me talk about it while, while the demon is Googling. I got to say something, Tina. Tina, I agree with you. I do not. And I'll tell you why. I'm just not going to say it because it's awful because I just think it's lousy. Well, there, there's two films, one in 1998 and one in 2005. 2005. Okay. That's the one I saw. And I, I mean, it, you know what I did in the demons? I was watching it. It was no different than my. <laughs> <laughs> He takes his knife oh, and he goes, <laughs> Wait, tell me, please tell me, because I want you to know I'm going to watch this tonight. If Gary Busey plays Gingerbread Man, does Gary Busey play oh, the Gingerbread gosh, Man? I didn't even thought of that. I'm not sure. That's when you thought it couldn't get any scarier. If he does, that that makes it even that makes it even more hilarious because it's in. You know how when you watch the when you watch the Leprechaun and. I just sit through an entire Leprechaun movie because I just can't wait to see what he's going to say and the little riddles he's going to make. And I just like it because it can't be fun. But this one doesn't meet that standard. It falls way below that. It just doesn't, it just, it just doesn't work. The trailer is awfully lousy. It was, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm out here, listen, I have not made a film of this magnitude, so no disrespect to the directors in any way. But I have to say the film itself, it was just awful. Because when I think of a gingerbread man, I just want to bite one. But this one is so ugly. It just looks ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why I really want to do that. Like, it, I'd well, rather have a witch who baked the kids in the oven. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, it just didn't work. It was just, it was awful. I have to agree with her. Or, yeah, Tina, mm-mm, no, no. All right, oh, so it's good. let me say this. I haven't seen this movie. Until today, because I am going to be watching this. Um, so that's thing one. Thing two is I'm actually there's a series of comics of the Gingerbread Man, and I mean oh they're just they're pretty. The 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 drawings and the illustrations are well done, but I'll put it to you this way: at one point, the Gingerbread Man is in the bakery having sex with a pile of dough. In the comic book, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. But that just tells you the level of awfulness that it's at. So I haven't seen the movie, but I can only assume it's more or less along the same line, party lines, as uh, the well, Yeah. Now you got me thinking. It's been a while since I've seen it. it. Oh gosh, yeah. That's Tina. It's it's so bad that it deserves nothing. It doesn't even deserve a tomato. It doesn't even deserve to be on the list. It's just not. It's just awful. And we've gone in on some movies rarely on this show. And when we do, we always try to get justification. It didn't work. I, I no, no. Yep. Good no job, Tina. We, could, we couldn't squeeze justification out of anywhere for it. Huh? <laughs> well, Johnny says, however, Nadim, didn't Billy get Gizmo as a gift during Christmas? Would Gremlins count as a holiday film? Oh, absolutely. I think so. I don't know if it. So here's the thing. I don't know if it counts as a Christmas horror movie, but I 
it, it does have a comedic aspect to it. It's supposed to be horror, but it does have a comedic aspect to it as well. Uh, because some of the gremlins are just funny. They do funny things, you know, um, even though they're like, you know, disgusting little creatures. But I definitely think that it falls into the Christmas genre for sure. Because, yeah, Gizmo was a, a Christmas gift, and I believe it's snowing at that time and cold in the movie. So, yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Billy? I love that movie. The guy's name, the protagonist's name is Billy. I, you know, and the kids used to tease me in school about it. They'd be like, do you have a Gizmo at home? Oh, you got a gremlin? Because <laughs> your name is Billy. But well, I also Billy, would right? say that I liked it because it definitely was ahead of its time. And I saw a commercial recently where the original Billy, he played in a commercial with Gizmo very recently for some product of this. So, like it was for, not for a movie, but it, he just, I think it was around Halloween time I saw it. And I was like, this is cool. He's still there. They're playing off of this whole idea. I think Gremlins is cool. I think the, the female Gremlin is hilarious. The flasher Gremlin is hilarious. I think there's a Gremlin, you know those little things, those bobblehead things? What do they call them, Nadine? Those little bobblehead toys the that you can buy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I, there's a Gremlin one that's available. That I, th- I might have one here in this closet. I think it's a. I do. I wouldn't. Cons- I mean, I guess because it is it a holiday movie. Maybe it, it's okay. it's teetering on the fence of one or the other. But I'm okay if it does or does not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, there's definitely Christmas is definitely part of the movie. No. Well, not the whole basis of it, but definitely part of it. Billy, I have a question here from Solomon. It says, Black Christmas is Scream without the holiday. Hmm. It was okay. What's your rating? Um, Agreed. I like want to say Black Christmas, I think Black Christmas was slightly better than Scream. Um, I know that's given a lot, but uh, only because, it, you know, it's slasher, it's teenagers, they get... I think it's not the one. Uh, maybe I'm. Uh, it's that Silent Night, Daylight Night. I'm getting confused now. See, there's an overlap to some of these movies. Their plots yeah. aren't that. They're, they're not very dense plots, which makes it hard to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it makes it kind of hard to keep up because the plots are so simple, right? And yeah. so, I'm, and I know there's two versions of that, right? Black Christmas. There are two. Or there's a 1970s one, and there's a 19. I think it was two versions of that movie. You know, time-wise. Well, I don't. I think that Black Christmas is okay. Is it like one of my favorite go-to? No, Solomon. I think it's okay. You know, I, I'm with you. I think the rate on us. If you said to rate it, you said what's your rating? Scale of one to ten, six. Okay, I think that's fair. And you know, with with the Scream movie, it was very popular at the time it came out. At the time the Scream movie came out, you know, the horror fans were were dying thirsty for a new type of horror film to come out. And Scream came in and kind of fulfilled that role a little bit. Um, it's a teen Scream movie. So Scream, is it horror? Yes, but it's more of a teen Scream. So it's a lighter it's a lighter side of slasher, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to the Scream movies. And then one of the Black Christmas, is it slightly better? I, I believe it could be slightly better, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, mm. and then you know they they all they obviously they came out with the Scream show and they came out with the yeah uh, that's the, true that's right that's right well, so yeah and, and lastly then, Joy okay. I think we have one more Nadine want to read it yeah. Joy says I like the Krampus movie but it wasn't like the best horror film ever why do you think people give it so much hype oh Billy this is gonna be on you because I know you enjoy Krampus yes I would say why it's so much well number one it gives an arch nemesis to Santa and 
it allows the it's almost like it allows the devil the demon <laughs> to have a day on earth the storyline itself it, it works i like i think the i think the version where santa battles it could be better I really think it could have been a lot better and take it. It could have taken it to another because Santa is Santa. Santa could, you know what I mean? Like Santa has a whole other, I don't want, I want Santa to be badass. So if I could take that Santa from that creep show, that Santa, it's almost like taking the Santa from the movie. And when he becomes the Hulk, right? Like then he looks like the one from that creep show. (laughs) So he could take on the devil, right? He could take on this, the Krampus. I will say this though, Krampus. I, I there, you know, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, there were a lot. There, there are a lot of really cool novelty stores for Halloween or horror T-shirts and things like that. And there is so much um, regalia out now for Krampus. And as much as I like it, Nadim, I don't want to wear it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just don't want to wear it because for me, as much as I love it and I love horror and I'll wear certain things, I guess that image and what it looks like, it's just a bit too much for me to to wear for the holiday. Got it's it. not even because of what I think other people say. It's just, just not my thing. So I Got like it. it. I think it's a great concept, but I think I have my own limits with repping it beyond like on a t-shirt or something like that. Gotcha. And you know what? Somebody had mentioned earlier, like, what we want to see in horror movies. When it comes to the – I'm with you on this on the Santa. I want to see a grizzled, cigar-smoking, you know, tattoo-sleeved-wearing Santa that's just, you know, kind of bad-to-the-bone type of deal. You know, a cowboy boots type of Santa. That's the kind of Santa that I want to see, you know. So that I think that would be cool if they, they gave that twist. And, you know, Billy, we, we had an amazing show. They had, we laughed so much. We had such a great time. We did a demon and couldn't have done it without you, brother. And to those of you who are listening live, don't forget that two weeks from today, we're going to have on another special day, Thursday, December 16th, 7 p.m., we're going to have our final show of 2021 where we do a year-end review and talk about our past 24, including today's episode, our favorite episodes, memorable occasions, and the like. So please listen in, go back to our archive and find a show you liked from 2021 because we're going to talk about it and do a year in review and give you a little taste of what's coming in 2022. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Nadine, thank you, brother, for always tune in. If you missed this thank episode, you. there's 35 other hours you could check out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, wherever. Go to everydayfocusradio.com. You can find it. Take care until next time, everyone.